0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Best Damn Camp, a Royal verse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Riordan in timeline order. I'm your host, Ryan, and welcome to the show. Today we continue our timeline journey with The King Chronicles, The Throne of Fire, Chapter 11, Carter does something incredibly stupid and no one is surprised, and Chapter 12, I master the fine art of name-calling, which are from Sadie's point of view. As always, I've got my points to focus on today, so we've got relationships... That's it, (laughs) generally what I thought of it. But to begin, here's the synopsis. With Carter taking one for the team, Sadie has to destroy the enemy and make it to the chocolate shop in time to help save Carter. Unfortunately, it takes nearly drowning in Alexandria for her to find the answers. With Carter saved, the party splits up after learning that both the final book piece and Zia are in the desert somewhere. Dun 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 dun! Party splitting! Oh no! For any Dungeons and Dragons games master, you will know the horror that is it. Admittedly, anyone who plays role playing games, you will know the horror of a party split. I play Call of Cthulhu quite a bit, and oh my god! First time I ever DMed something, well, GM because it wasn't Dungeons and Dragons. First time I ever game mastered a, a, a tabletop game. My party like, split almost immediately, and I'd never done it before. Oh my god, it was awful. It was awful. It was the worst. Not a fan, not a fan. <laughs> and it was for a game I created. Ironically also, well, not ironically. It was a game I created inspired by the world of Percy Jackson. So, you know, pretty cool. Maybe I should... Hey, Rick. You know, if you want, I'm happy to make a Percy Jackson tabletop role-playing game. Oh, I can... Could... Hold on, I'm going to need to talk to the Fandom dice. Is it Fandom Dices? Oh God, hold on, I've said that. I've said that. Is it the Fandom Dices? I'm pretty sure it is. My fellow Percy Jackson podcaster friends. But I can't remember the name. I'm sure that's what it is. Fandom. Oh no, it's Fandom Encounters. Fandom Encounters. By the way, go check those guys out. Um, fandom Encounters, I'm pretty sure. They did a Percy Jackson's find? roleplaying game, but I can't remember. I'll have to ask them, but uh, we need to collab because we should work on that and publish something, I'm just saying. Anyway, sorry, let's get into the main thing here and start with the overview for chapter 11. Carter does something incredibly stupid and no one is surprised. And here is the overview. In the battle against the two-headed snake, Carter and Sadie are not coming out on top. With the battlefield icy, Carter makes a dangerous move to protect his sister and gets poisoned because of it. Sadie goes angry mode and eviscerates the two-headed snake with a little bit of help from some confused Russian magicians. In the final hour, Set reappears and helps get her and an injured Carter to Bess as they're being chased by more Russian magicians. There is no way to save Carter, seemingly. So in response, Set offers them the final part of the Book of Ra, exchange for Sadie forgetting his name. Now they need to get to Alexandria but unfortunately they end up underwater instead. And that is the overview for chapter 11. Now if you can't already tell (laughs) I've been talking a lot about how I really wanted to see some more moments from Carter and not from Carter god from Sadie being a good sister to Carter and finally We have it in the fact that Sadie is protecting and loving her brother and this is what I needed to see. I'm so goddamn happy. Carter being her last straw and which leads to her basically going buck wild crazy and destroying the enemy is 100% what I wanted. Oh my god it was the best. (laughs) The whole thing of like her grandparents, her friends, all these sort of things, you know, that was too much. But Carter, basically it was like a whole, no one hurts my brother moment. It almost it like, it's like a replication of nobody touch her from Percy in relation to Annabeth. But honestly, this feels so much better. Because Carter and Sadie's relationship has been so strained before and they've been so, you know, disconnected as a family before. So to finally see from Sadie, her standing up and basically saying, no one hurts my brother. Oh my God, it was just such a beautiful moment. And it was just such a step forward for their relationship. And ah, I love it. I'm so happy. (laughs) And honestly, that's the main takeaway I have from this chapter is that Brother sister bonding and protection is all I want. To like, Carter gets himself hurt to help protect his sister because they were going to be attacked by the snake. So he basically gets himself hurt to make sure that his sister doesn't. And oh my god! This relationship. This. Oh. The sibling bond. You love to see it honestly that's all I have I'll be going into it a little bit more when we get to uh, the relationship section for, for this episode but honestly I'm just I'm really happy I'm just happy that we're finally seeing some growth so let's go into the next chapter actually, because literally that was all I had, that's all I care about, I care about nothing else except Carter and Sadie's relationship as a family. So, let's move into the overview <laughs> for chapter 12, I Master the Fine Art of Nate Calling. Sadie's bar takes a trip back to Brooklyn, where she take, uh, bleh, where she comes across a heartbroken malt and focuses more on Anubis. Can you tell that I'm already unhappy? My happiness didn't last long, unfortunately. Having a meeting with Jazz, who sits outside her comatose body in her Wren true name form, she tells so. I nearly said Zoe and Sadie. Sadie, she knows what must be done to save Carter. It's here that her bar show- No, no. That her bar shows Sadie the past. The past of where Ra. Poisoned and dying, gives Isis his true name so he may be healed. And now Sadie knows how to save Carter. Using the wax figure from Jazz, she learns his secret name and uses that to save him. And it works! Now, with their health sorted, the trio work out where in Alexandria they must go to find the final piece, And as it turns out, it's in an old tomb of Roman mummies. While discussing plans, Sadie tells Carter what Set said about Zia and where she can be found, which turns out it's probably not that far from where they are. Splitting up with Sadie calling in Walter's reinforcement, they all set off with their individual tasks at hand. Dun, 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 da the splitting of the party. And so, just to clarify, so... Walt is being called in by Sadie to go to find the Book of Ra and Bess and Carter are going to find Zia. Um and now there are names of the different places. I do not have the book with me because my dad's just come back home from work, so I had to very quickly run upstairs with my computer and microphone and I left the book downstairs. So I can't remember the names of the places. One of them for Zia is Red Sands. Um, and there was a name of the team given, but I've actually forgotten it as well, because I'm bad at names. But yeah, they've been split off. They're basically kind of going in completely different directions, but they're gonna meet back up at this hotel that Bess got for them. Not, he didn't get them a hotel, like, he got them a room in this hotel. But they're gonna meet back there within a day, like, they're not gonna be gone that long. They've given themselves, like, a day's timeline. Um. But yeah, I just, you know, splitting with a party, not always a good thing, but in this case, like Carter says, and I mean, I brought this up before and it's kind of annoying that say doesn't recognise this, but the fact that Apophis knows where Zia is and that's, you know, a thing that he's giving information for... Okay, yeah, probably a good thing that he's giving them the information of where she is. But the splitting of the party means that they are going to be able to get both things. But clearly the fact that he knows where Zia is, he's attacked her before, all these sort of things shows that she is of significance. And it's frustrating that Sadie doesn't get that. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Sadie has too much of a tendency to lash out at others to deliberately hurt them when she feels slighted by them. So in this case, she ends this chapter by saying... So Carter brings up, basically, because obviously they are um, in the... yeah, so in Alexandria, which I believe... Yeah, it, is it in Egypt? It's somewhere in the Middle East. That's not very helpful. I I need to point out I did fail geography so badly that I thought Cumbria, which is somewhere in England, was in Colombia. Um, so if that doesn't tell you how bad I am at geography... It's... it's. I thought of, I thought a city in England was in South America so like that's how bad my ability or lack of for understanding geography and places is so if I get where Alexandria is wrong my bad um but yeah so Carter brings up that because they are obviously in a Middle Eastern country which predominantly Muslim a boy and a girl traveling by themselves you know isn't always always going to be a great thing To which Sadie says, oh, I can just say, Walt is my brother. And she's saying this deliberately to hurt Carter because she knows that will hurt him in the sense that she's basically saying, oh, it doesn't matter, anyone could be my brother. Um, Which also (laughs) doesn't really make that much sense. Because also, I still don't think people are going to believe it because Walt has darker skin, than Carter, firstly. And a lot of people don't think Carter is Sadie's brother in general. So it's going to be even worse when it comes to Walt, you know, just just say. But she's just saying it to hurt Carter because he's splitting the party. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get into this a little bit later, so I won't bring it up too much now. But just to bring up the Walt situation for this, I don't get why Walt is being brought there. Um, Other than the fact that he's becoming important in the (laughs) storyline. Like, she knows it's dangerous for him. She's been told consistently it's dangerous for him. And she knows he wants to help, but it is dangerous for him. They have an entire house filled with magicians. Call one of them. Like, bring one of them instead of risking Walt's life. I just... uh... Um, But, again, continuing with the Walt situation, which slightly goes into the love line, um, Walt, in her image that she is seeing, is clearly upset about something. The fact that he's being, you know, in a sense, looked after and looked out for by Anubis should be, you know, red flags. Well, not red flags. (laughs) Should be, like, sending off alarm bells. of Like, oh, this isn't right. Um, And yet, even though Walt is looking sad and is being looked over, by Anubis, the god of death, well, one of them, the afterlife, you know what I mean. Anyway, um, and yet all Sadie is focusing on is the fact that Anubis is topless and that he is good-looking, and it kind of pisses me off, because, like, really? That's the thing you're focusing on? I know she then goes on to focus a little bit on the whole Anubis situation, the whole Walt situation, but... That should have been her first thing, instead of talking about how good Anubis looks shirtless. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, I'm really tired of it. I'm <sighs> <sighs> sorry, calm down, Fran. Um, the only other things that I have for this specific chapter is: firstly, it is unnecessarily long; it's the thirty pages for one chapter. Firstly, Rick, too long a chapter. Secondly, editor too long a chapter and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because there was something that could have 100% been cut out that would have cut out at least 3 pages still a long chapter but it would have been a little bit better than this and it's the fact that they have Sadie's bar go and visit the memory of Isis getting Ra's secret name to show what Sadie basically has to do to heal Carter. Whereas what could have been done to actually have Sadie be an active, intelligent character is have her figure out, figure it out her damn self. Like, she knows the story, firstly. There's a whole multiple references to it in the previous book of how Isis poisoned Ra to get a secret name to send him into banishment, basically, or retirement, but send him into retirement. And that's mentioned four times in the previous book. Sadie should be smart enough to recognise that. So we could cut that entire section out and have it so when she comes back from her bar moment with Jazz, who tells her, you know this, you know what to do already, and have Sadie remember about what Isis did and how Isis got his secret name and healed him. That's what she could do. Have Sadie be an active participant in her own skill instead of literally having it laid out to her in a bar dream thing, technically. And then considering they have that, and then she's still trying to figure it out when it was literally laid out in front of her. It's just cut it out in general because you're just making her look thick as two short planks. My lord. And uh, I'm just... Sage deserves so much better as a character. She's not growing, she's kind of not smart, she has the capability for being smart, but it's just not being given to her and it's just... It's frustrating on so many. So let's get into something a little bit nicer that does still have some issues, but nicer or the same, which is the relationship section of this episode. And I want to start talking first about Carter and Sadie because they have come so far in this one chapter. But then, of course, well, in the two chapters, but of course, the ending of chapter 12 ruined it a little bit. But I'm still happy. So it's fine. Uh, So Carter has opened up a lot in the past. I've talked about in general, like he had that whole thing in the first book, in chapter twenty-one or twenty-two, um, and you know he talked about a lot of the stuff that happened in the past, et cetera, et cetera, um, and you know opened up to her to keep her calm and help Sadie. He's also been, in a sense, the backbone of this mission to help bring Ra back to life. A mission that, firstly, Sadie delayed by going home for her birthday, and getting into trouble in the meantime as well, and also the fact that she didn't necessarily believe Carter was making the right decision with bringing Ra back, so she's not being supportive of him in general. And yet, what makes chapter, these chapters amazing is that she goes wild when he's hurt and does the most to see him saved and kind of make sure that he is saved, and the fact that she recognizes how personal and deep seeing the darkest side of his mind and feelings for his secret name like all the things that he's been afraid of all his deepest darkest resentments his anger all these sort of things his temptations of like how he went to go look at his necklace of the eye of horus and the temptation of trying of considering putting it back on and, like, Sadie herself recognising, you I'm so glad I wasn't the only one struggling. And seeing this depth of their relationship grow from her seeing all these things. And the fact that she doesn't take the piss, which also she did previously, when he opened up to her previously, and she made fun of him for a few things. This is a moment here where she knows she would not do that, because she has seen his deepest vulnerabilities, and she won't take the mickey out of him for it. Is such a reflective moment of, like, what I mentioned, what happened in the past. But also, her as a character, like, the fact that she's growing and seeing these things and recognising how much Carter has gone through. It's just... It's something that I just really appreciate. And it was just, it was just a really lovely moment. Which is what makes the ending scene of her heart hurting Carter on purpose because he wants to save Zia really hurt. Because she saw why he wants to go and save Zia. She even talks about it and how he feels resentment towards their dad for not saving their mum. And that's why he doesn't want to fail Zia in that way because he promised that he would save her. He promised that he would find her and he knows that he could. And so he doesn't want to fail her like he sees the way their dad did. And Sadie saw this. She saw this in his soul, basically. And yet, she still lashes out with words to hurt him, and it's just it's two step forwards, two steps forward, and one step back, always from Sadie. And it's just, it's just really frustrating because honestly, there's a lot of this with Rick's female characters, and I'll talk about it when we get to a few of the things similar to this later on, but. Rick is not the best at writing female characters but specifically from female POVs like his female characters in general aren't the best but specifically female POVs not it my friend not it and we can see that a little bit more when we get into the next relationship conversation which is assault assault well actually that could be their ship name isn't it but the Sadie Walton Anubis situation because I am losing the will to live with this All of what I said before, is just it just kind of continues. Like, Walt is clearly being tortured by something. Not, like, literally, but, like, he is truly upset about something. Like, he's devastated that he couldn't be there to support Sadie. Anubis tells her as much. He's being watched over by Anubis, which, like I said, should say a lot because Anubis, you know, someone who is deeply connected to death practices, spending time around someone who can't even see him, and was calling out to him for advice. You know, that's a big thing, and yet Sadie is still more focused on the fact that Anubis is topless, that Anubis was there, and only near the end, before she's sent away to go talk to Jazz, does she recognise the situation with Walt. And honestly, honestly, Sadie, I think, is taking advantage of Walt. Because the only reason why she's calling him is because she can. She knows he will come because he wants to help her, specifically. And honestly, probably a little bit to hurt Carter as well. Considering that her emotional connection to Anubis is very clearly stronger in that she cared more about seeing Anubis than wondering about what was wrong with Walt. I think she's... And it may just be me. But I do think she's kind of taking advantage of Walt's feelings for her. Because she's not expressed any. Like, she's talked about, you know, finding him attractive in some way, but she has a poster of Anubis in her room. Like, she. She does my head. Like, I'm just bitterly disappointed in Sadie as a character. Which says because I'm pretty sure I did used to like her, but. <laughs> yeah, no, now I'm just disappointed. But at least the relationship with Carter and Sadie is somewhat improving until, you know, the end of this chapter. But it'll hopefully get better again. You know, family relationships, they do go up and down. It just seems to be most of the down is because of Sadie. I know she's the youngest sibling, but come on, that's not an excuse. But either way. You know, these chapters are interesting. There's great development for relationships here. Seeing, you know, the vulnerabilities of Carter is something, oh my God, I love. Uh, which sounds weird that I love seeing, And you know what I mean. But yeah, it, it's great development for how the story is going to be. And I'm looking forward to seeing how their relationship is going to progress. But yeah, let's get to the thing that you are all waiting for, which is this week's question of the episode. So... How do you feel about Sadie and Carter's relationship? Do you like it? Is it okay? Do you not like it that very much? That was worded terribly. Do you not like it that much? (laughs) Either way, let me know on the Instagram and Twitter and all that sort of stuff where that post will be put up the day after this episode comes out. And as always, thank you all for joining me for these chapters and be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our Ronverse journey to plug where you can find our podcast we're available on spotify apple Podcasts, audio boom stitcher and basically where we listen to your podcasts in the meantime between episodes you can find the best down camp on various social media at best down camp pod on instagram and twitter if you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode you can email the best camp at hotmail.com or if you want to support the podcast you can head over to the patreon page at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of fran which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks want more royal verse content check me out on youtube at a healthy dose of fran and if you want to support my writing career drop me a follow at a dose of fran on instagram twitter and tiktok again thank you all for tuning in as always i've been fran your very own hunter and i'll see just speak to you all next time bye